Hey folks, welcome to my podcast. So tonight, folks, you're going to hear an interview that I did with a really, really, um, I mean, just a really nice and awesome uh, young man who is getting his BFA at Ball State University. His name is Brendan. And the reason I'm doing this type of an intro to the uh, podcast, folks, is I, I wanted to share something up front before we listen to this interview. Um. I guess over the last uh, 43 years I've been in this industry, I hear people talk about change and how everything has changed and, you know, nothing's really the same. And I've always disagreed with that. And I've always challenged people to explain to me what's really changed except for technology. Sure, there's less people probably going to theater nowadays than there was 43 years ago when I first started this. Um, there's a lot more noise and a lot more hate in the world. And I don't know if that's true. It seems like hate's been around forever. But when I uh, spoke with this uh, young man, Brendan, I heard some things um, that he described that gave me goosebumps. And I'm just going to be really honest with you folks. I, to hear his passion for theater, his love for theater, his excitement for theater, uh, for his um, looking forward to his future in theater... Uh, it blew me away and it really made me realize that nothing has really changed at all because he really reminded me of a 20 to 25 year old version of myself back in the 80s. So I hope you enjoy this podcast, folks. It was an awful lot of fun um, and I'm hoping to get more college kids on this uh, podcast so we can hear a lot of different opinions and oh my God, to, to hear the passion about theater just Really, really uh, it energized me, folks. It, it was really exciting. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to my podcast tonight. I'm really excited tonight because, um, as you know, I've been wanting to get a, uh, a college student on my podcast, and I've had a lot of my friends, but most of us are old relics. And tonight I have a college student. His name is Brendan, and I'm going to let Brendan introduce himself and tell, himself, tell us all a little bit about himself. And uh, then we're going to get into the five or six questions that I like to ask my guests. So uh, welcome, Brendan. Thank you. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Um, so my name is Brendan Rowan. Um, I've been in theater. Uh, I've been in theater for a long, long time. Um, but I've been working professionally in theater since my sophomore year of high school. Um, I'm now a sophomore in college. Um, I'm studying uh, theatrical lighting design at Ball State University, and I'm going into my second year. Um, yeah, when I graduate, I will have a, a BFA in technical theater. That is really awesome. So, uh, Brendan, one of the reasons I started my podcast was for, uh, to let, you know, college students and high school students understand, uh, many of the different paths in the theater industry. And, you know, I've wore a lot of hats, but I've really wanted to have a, uh, a, a college student or even a high school student on just so we can kind of get that perspective of today you know i have a 21 year old daughter who's going to a college right now and our even though i've learned to like her music we do see worlds completely different and um i wanted that more of a fresh you know younger uh uh kind of i don't know view of what the theater industry is today uh because i it's been years since i've been a td or a master electrician or anything like that so um, we're going to go through the, uh, uh, I have six questions for you if you're ready and we can get started. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, awesome. The first one is what got you into the theater industry? 
Yeah. So um, I kind of mentioned before, like um, I, I've been doing theater all of my life. Um, I, I was in a, a lot of our community theater productions um, as a kid. I started, um, I started community theater when I was in third grade. Um, after seeing my cousin, she was in um, Annie. She was one of the orphans. And then the next year um, we did Peter Pan and I was one of the lost boys um, as a third grader. And I remember, you know, ever since that, you know, from third grade to about eighth grade, I had always admired, you know, the backstage. And I, I remember that it's the feeling of like, it's almost like a giddy feeling of, it, you know, you're amped for the show, but also you've done it a million times before, but the audience hasn't seen it. And it's just that that feeling is so great. But I remember um, being, you know, a, a third and fourth grader. Um, backstage and seeing the the fly rail and you know when I, you're that you know young and very short the, the 75 foot um grid is super super high and you know you can just like stand looking straight up and it's still going you know and and that's that's you know has always intrigued me and so when one of my friends suggested that i join um the our, our technical theater ship uh, internship um I was like, absolutely. That that's always you know been really really cool. So when I started theater, I I originally was like, I want to do the ropes, um, and then a couple weeks into the the um the internship, uh, we had just gotten a new a new console. Um, it was an ETC Ion the XE with the twenty faders, and we had also just gotten a new mover package. It was the first time we had ever owned movers, and they were we got twelve um of the Elation Picassos. And I remember, you know, they, at the very beginning of the internship, they were kind of programming focus palettes and kind of seeing what all they could do. But by the end of the, of the internship, we all got to sit down at the console and kind of, you know, fiddle for it around. And I remember sitting down, I remember this vividly, I remember sitting down at the console and, and being able to control all 12 lights, you know, and I knew immediately, I was like, this is it. I don't, I, I don't want to do anything else. This is it. So that's, that's what got me into theater was, was the technical uh, theater internship. But then, but realistically it was, it was that console and it was an immediate reaction. Um, that is so awesome because, you know, when I think it was 84, uh, the mama tour by Genesis, I went to see it. And before that I'd seen basically concerts with conventional, you know, 500 par lights or 300 par lights, you know, pars were everywhere. But the mm -hmm. first time I saw a show where the lights actually moved and they changed colors and they had gobos in them, I, it, it was, it was like earth shattering to me. I mean, I knew, I already knew I love theater, but that just kind of um, just made me realize that I'm in the coolest, uh, uh, you know, industry in, in the entire freaking world. So, um, no, that's, I, I mean, honestly, I, every time I hear somebody talk about their first time in front of a console or a desk or, you know, however they want to refer to it, it it's, it's always something that you remember the rest of your life. And um, I think that's really cool. So um, the next question I've got for you, uh, Brendan, is um, what kept you in the theater industry? And I know you're younger. And um, I know you haven't gone through all the different uh, things you're going to go through in the next 30 or 40 years of your life. But so far, what has kept you in theater? Yeah, so I, um, you know, I, 
I had decided around eighth grade what I was going to do in my life. I, I had decided that I wanted to be a doctor. Um, so my freshman and sophomore year specifically, I had taken a ton of science classes. Um, in fact, like I was like, I want to be a surgeon and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and so I, you know, I was feeling, I took uh, a biomed class. I took all kinds of like anatomy and all, all that. And then, you know, at the console, I, at that moment, I was like, oh, okay, so I don't need to be doing that anymore. Um, but I still, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I had always seen it as like a hobby until I had really, like my senior, senior year in high school and even my junior year. Um, my junior year, I had programmed and designed, I guess, um, our choir concert. Uh, actually, it was a choir and band concert. And I had um, just some little movers that one of my colleagues had gotten from Sweetwater. And it, I mean, it was nothing, nothing huge, but to me, it was like, okay, no, this is what I want. I could do this forever. And so, you know, my senior year, I was given the opportunity to design, um, uh, a dance show, one of our dance shows from the, one of the recitals here, um, at, at um, the Honeywell Center, which is about a, a 15-ish, 100-seat theater. Um, so it's pretty large. Um, and so I had, I was given that opportunity. And th at that moment, I was like, okay, this is it. Um, and so I've, I've had a, this conversation with a lot of people of like, well, why didn't you go into the medical field? Because, it, it, you know, it's job security and it pays a lot, a lot better. Um, and, I, and I always tell them, I, as much as I would love to help people i simply cannot imagine my life without theater um and in a way i i think that you know i might not be like medically helping people but i do think that theater really can't help people in so many ways oh no i mean i i 100 percent agree with you and if you spend 43 years in it like i have you're going to realize that theater is your family i mean it's a place where, you know, when I was kind of younger, I was a little bit, see, to me, I don't think nerd's a bad word. I think nerd's a compliment. But when I was a kid, I was like in the rock, rocket club in school, high school and uh, electronics and all of that stuff. And when I walked into the theater, we were all kind of same, the same, you know, we all kind of wanted to, you know, we all worked toward getting that curtain to rise, you know, uh, for the show. Mm -hmm. And, and over the years, it just, um, it's become family to me. And I, I would never, uh, even if I won the lottery, I would find a way to still be involved in theaters. Maybe I'd have my name on a plaque in the lobby and I'd be putting a lot of cool lighting systems in. But um, I, I and, and, and one thing, Brendan, you know, a lot of my friends are retiring right now. And I, I'm probably going to stay in this theater industry until I'm 70 or 75, because why would I walk away from something that I like so much, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. So um, the next question is, what's the coolest thing you've ever done in theater? And, and it can be anything. It doesn't even have to be lighting. It could be scenery. It could be a show went perfect. Um, and, and if it's lighting, then great. But what do you remember one thing that you did that you can reflect on and say, yeah, that was really kick-ass? Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at this, and I was looking at the, the question that you sent me when a couple days ago when you sent them, and I this one has me stuck because I do think I've done a lot of really neat things but there's I, to pick one is hard and to be like no that was that was the best um because you know i am 
I am younger. And so I, my, my, um, my portfolio, my resume is not as huge. Um, but I will say I've done a couple really cool things with, um, dance shows. I love, love, love dance shows. Um, not as much as a, a theatrical performance, but I, there it's right up there. Um, and one of the coolest things I feel like I've really done is lighting specifically, I guess. Um, I, I forget the song, actually. It was a tap dance and it was a trio. And I started off with this, this, each of them had a, like a pin spot backlight with the movers. And the, what really got me was um, I put some movers in the house. Like I put the gobos um, on the sides of the, of the walls. And yep. Yep. that was the first time I think anybody had done that in that theater um with movers specifically i remember we did it for um we did a production of the king and i and they put um like firework gobos for one of the scenes yeah um but it it made it the, the whole experience so much more immersive and that i think made all of the difference um i i that was my favorite song that i've ever done that was my favorite like little dance that i've ever done it was it it was awesome um and then i i guess i also did um i did another company and they were of a different company in their competition so it was a little bit different um but they had a really really interesting um tap number from um the movie harriet um, and i don't remember what the song was um I'm gonna blank on the, the the name of the song, but it it was probably one of the best. That now that I think about it, that was probably the best the best dance I had ever done, because of I it was the first time I had really like thought about it and not just been like oh pretty colors, um and so I I picked colors intentionally, I picked texture intentionally, and I and I talked a lot with the choreographer. That was another another one of the shows where it was the first time I had ever really worked with somebody and not had them be like just turn the lights on please. Yeah. <laughs> and so and so I think that was probably the, the coolest thing I've ever done. Um I remember there's a part where she's running. There, there's a there's a soloist who's running. And I put the the effect wheel in or the animation wheel. And I and I had it spinning as she was like kind of walking and then as she started to run I I sped it up. So in a queue it was like, you know, a, a 3 second queue. So it looked like under her she was moving like it looked yeah with the, no i get like, it and you know i think that and it translated so well and the and the director and and um choreographer they're like yep that that's actually perfect um so i think that's probably the coolest thing i've done well and you know for me i've always and it, and all my close friends know this i love dance much more than any other type of lighting i've ever done in my life now keep in mind i was back in the day still using a lot of you know just incandescent or quartz ellipsoidals no virtually no movers we did have gobo rotators that you could drop into the ellipsoidal and rotate a gobo um but there's just something to me that about dance the, the cross lighting and the shadows and uh a lot of the backlighting i did it just it created to me more depth on stage than just having a piece of scenery up there that i was trying to light so mm -hmm. uh, I've just always, always loved, um, and, and you know, uh, Brendan, there's a couple of things that 
when I have interviewed people, it makes me miss some of the things I don't do anymore in theater too, uh, because we can't do it all the rest of our lives. You know, you got to kind of yeah. pick one thing. And I wore so many hats. I I really miss the lighting design side of it, um, though. Uh, you know, it's it's just a really cool part of life. So the next question is is and this has been a hard one for people to answer when I say what's the worst thing you do because a lot of people say well Damon even a bad day in theater is still greater than most other people's days you know but um, did you ever have like a show that was just or a thing that happened during a show that was just a big turd I mean something yeah. that you just look back on and go oh gosh yeah this was the this was when I I looked at the questions I immediately knew an answer I have a couple okay. Um, so one of the, I would say the worst decision I had ever made. So actually I had, um, I had gone and seen a production, a dance. I was a, it was a, a ballet. Um, and actually Miriam was the designer. Um, and she, I think she's been on the podcast. Yep. Um, and so she, and she was a designer for it. And I, she took me backstage and, and showed me her side booms and, I was so inspired that I thought I was, I was like, let me do the same thing. And so what she had done was she used four ellipsoidals, um, you know, this, you know, the regular shins, knees, waist. Yep, yep. But what she did was she did like a gradient to, to separate each section of the body. And then also, you know, you could turn one system on and then it's like a set wash or, you know, just ambient light or, you know, whatever. Um, the only you know thing that I and this was you know one of my first shows that I'd done by myself where I'd made my own plot and did not know how to use my gel swatch book at all yeah and so you know what I thought was a genius idea was so I put four par 64s on each boom for three electrics so I had uh six booms total um with four par 64s on each one um, and then my idea of a gradient was R1, R2, R3, R4. Yeah. Uh, and th those aren't different enough. Like, those are not different at all. So, what, like, realistically, what I should have done was, like, R1, R10, you know, R20, yep. you know, yep. whatever. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and so, like, not only did the idea not work at all, but also I had never programmed with par 64s before so i didn't know how bright they were so when i pre-programmed <laughs> with on my computer with, yep. that right when augmented came out um and so i pre-programmed the whole show on my computer and it went great other than the fact that i put all of the par par cans at full and i remember going through my cue list and i was being absolutely flamed i remember before the rehearsal my not only was our TD, but the the house lighting designer, they were just ripping into me. And I was like, you know, I was a I was a uh, it was my first show and I was a senior in high school. So and in a professional theater, I, you know, yeah, yeah, I was like, you know, give me grace. But I, I remember they were like, well, I hope they brought their their sunglasses, you know, and thinking back, I, you know, should not have done that. <laughs> Um, three is plenty with par 64s and you know putting a, a proportion on that to be 80 percent max <laughs> like that's all you need um so that was like the worst thing i have ever done was practically blinded all of the dancers with the sidelight however i will say some of the production photos look amazing with the sidelight so it did end up pretty cool just i had to reprogram every single cue because i 
didn't know how to work with parkhands before. Well, and, um, and look, parkhands are interesting because when I, I worked for a dealership for about seven or eight years, and we had a pretty big rental department, and I would have on Easter and Christmas was my two big rental uh, parts for churches where they'd rent the big lighting, you know, not a big lighting rig, but for a dealership, it was a big, you know, like 24 pars, uh, a portable dimmer and a little two scene computer board. And um, I'll never forget how many times they'd come back and go, you know, these are really bright. And I was like, I told you only needed 12. And they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, somebody told us I needed 24 lights. I'm like, well, you probably needed 24 Fresnels. And, mm -hmm. uh, but, but no, I mean, if you've got a par 64 with a thousand watt, uh, narrow beam in it, it's, it's like an aircraft landing light. I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's oh, incredibly absolutely. bright. Um, so the next qu question, Brendan is, is that, um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? If you could predict wh where do you see yourself 10 years from now? I don't know. That's it. And this is the, I honestly, I really don't know. Um, my only like definite answer is I would like to um be graduated from college <laughs> um, but i truly don't know I, as of right now my plan is to graduate college and then move to new york um which i know is like everybody's dream but i, I you know i i feel like that's going to be my best bet um because i don't my 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 goals and aspirations i don't really need to be a lighting designer on broadway i would love to don't get me wrong i'm never going to pass up that opportunity but that's not that's not my benchmark. Um, my 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 big dream and goal would be to be a programmer um, or even like a light for or a moving light programmer for a touring show. Yeah. Uh, because I love I love 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 being at the console and so designing I found I love as much as I love doing it. I can do it for a couple hours and then I need to be done or I need to take a break, and which is most people I just get really really exhausted really quickly from using my brain so much yeah uh, and which is why i love programming because somebody tells me what to do and i can just do it but i still get the the the, the, the lighting and the, the programming and i still get that feeling which yeah so so that would be my my if i could if i could like see myself in 10 years i would like to be you know working towards that i realistically i i know probably in 10 years i i won't be working on broadway but who knows <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting because one of the guys I went to high school with, when he he went to uh, uh, basically six years of college, came out as a lighting designer and moved to Texas and actually worked for Very Light back in the day. And then he went to work for another uh, mover company. And if I remember right, one of my friends told me he's out in Vegas uh, doing either. I mean, he still loves running consoles and programming consoles for either share or one of the shows out there in vegas and uh he did a lot of touring where he was both a programmer and a board operator and you know it's it's interesting when you think of all the different career paths but you know when you think of rental houses i don't know how much you have investigated rental houses but almost all of my friends tell me if you really want to learn a lot about the entire bandwidth of theater and you want to learn how to network with some really important people that might help get you up the chain, you know, up through the uh, uh, ladder of different, you know, uh, opportunities. Um, it's some of the big rental houses that, that actually have touring. And um, so that's, I mean, that, that, you know, um, 
you know, I've always told everybody, follow your dream because dreams can be adjusted a little bit. Uh, but I always joke, as long as you stay in theater. Um, so, Brendan, my last question, and, you know, th this, um, you know, I've talked to about, I don't know, six college students that we just can't get the stars aligned to get on uh, my podcast, or they just are shy. I mean, honestly, some people are just shy. But I, I, I've asked most of them, you know, have you considered not working in theater, but working in the theater industry? And what I mean by that is, you know, working for a dealer or a rep or a manufacturer or a roadhouse or a rental house, has any of that ever popped into your mind? Has, has any of your professors ever talked about other opportunities than just working on the stage? Yeah, so actually one of my, so my mentor right now at Ball State, he, I don't remember if it was Verilite or Strand, he worked at, which, I don't know if both of them are in Texas maybe, but he worked in Texas for a really long time. Which, so whichever one is in Texas, if they're well, both in, they're both, yeah, they're, they're both now. I mean, technically Strand is, which become, I think, Signify is now rolled into Very Light. So I think they, I think Very Light now owns Strand. Okay, um, well, but it depends on how long ago it was. But yes, both were located in, in the Texas area. Um, I, I honestly, I, it might've been both. I think, I was maybe after you know one had bought the other, but um, because that that actually sounds more correct. Um, but he said he loved it. Um, and you know I think that if if I were to get the opportunity to design locally, you know, or like you know work at a you know a dealership or even you know a, be a rep for for whoever I would love to do that but I still would I feel like I would need to be able to do something locally or you know um a freelance or even just you know assist because I I'm very um in the minority here I love doing paperwork so oh, I you know interesting I know which is that's you know and I I um I kind of kind of worked um at the Illinois Shakespeare Festival this um summer um I worked about half the summer um, and then the unpaid internship didn't really work out as well as I thought it was going to um, had, like the big emphasis on the unpaid part. Um, yeah. But <laughs> move, moving on, um, I worked with the designer and she was like, I do not want to do this magic sheet. And I was like, well, I can do it. And she was like, awesome. I'll pay you. Um, oh, wow. so I love, love, love doing paperwork. I love, because to me, it's still, I can be creative. I can, you know, and that kind of stuff. Um, so like, I love drafting, I love um, doing magic sheets, um, all that stuff where I, it's like, cause I'm, I'm also Adobe certified in, um, in design illustrator and Photoshop. So that's a really big help. Like that's been very helpful. Um, so even if I, if I just did that for somebody and then worked, you know, at a, at a company like ETC, you know, I, um, I work with um a, a a person and her um brother is actually uh one of the reps at etc in um, wisconsin um and you know i think i could i would love doing that but i would also i would need to do something on the side well you know what's interesting is um there was a company i worked for where basically i called uh on almost every etc rep uh, i think there was 36 of them in the country at the time and about, I don't know, six or eight of them are like my best friends now. And one of them still designs lights for his local community theater. I mean, he posts religiously on his Facebook 
Uh, and he's always said that he's got to have that outlet of still working in the theater, even though he, you know, works as a, a rep. And uh, it's, it's interesting, uh, Brendan, that we all, you know, uh, well, most all of us still get tied back to helping somebody or actually, you know, volunteering in a theater, uh, you know, theater can be our career, but it can also be a hobby on the side. You just, you know, uh, it just doesn't have to be all rolled into one. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I guess, you know, I got through my questions and I'm so impressed because the fact you've got such a wide band with knowing the Adobe stuff, liking paperwork, I mean, I'm guaranteeing you, Brendan, 10, 15 years from now, um, you, you, I think you could pretty much decide what you want to do. I mean, I think your, your entire future is going to be the choice you choose to go. Um, most of my really good friends in this industry have very wide bandwidths in what their skill levels are and what their different skills are. And uh, I'm super excited that, um, and I thank Miriam out there, if she's listening to this, that I was able to uh, find you through her. And, yeah. uh, you know, just super exciting. Yeah. And, and you know, I, and it, kind of going back to that, you know, everybody's, a, we're a family. I, I feel like Miriam specifically, especially since she lives, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and she's always traveling too, and also is very busy. I feel like, there, she's made herself so available to me that it's like, no matter what, I can always ask, hey, do, what do you think about this? Um, and there's been multiple occasions where I've been like, hey, I'm really struggling. Do you mind FaceTiming, Zooming, you know, doing whatever? And and she has always made time. And so I think that that's, that's so, and going back to like, we're a family, I think we, we all stick together no matter what. And I, I think we've seen that so much with COVID too. Um, and, you know, being, coming back so strong. Um, but yeah, I have to thank her so much because she's done so much for me. Um, and I'm so thankful that, that our, this community of people is always supporting each other. And, you know, once you get a few years on you and you pick up more and more people as part of that family, because, you know, Brendan, I, I always joke that I've won the lottery. Because when I look back over doing this 43 years, and I think of all the cool consultants I've met, all the theater, you know, the the lighting people, the, um, you know, when I think of everybody I met, I probably have, you know, I don't know, between six, I don't know, six and 12 people that if I was ever curious about something and, you know, it could be sales, it could be uh, a lighting desk, it could be anything that we end up having that resources within the industry that we could call somebody up and they're always going to take our call. Um, I've got two friends right now that I could call right now and they would see me and say, oh, it's Damon. I I, I got to take this call. And um, and I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. If you ever run across any obstacles outside of working on the stage or just have any thoughts, you know, send me an email, dude, because I, without a doubt, um, I, uh, if I don't know the answer, I know people find it for you very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> so, and, and if you ever need me to be a reference on anything, I'll, I'll tell them I had a, a really great podcast with you. Oh, well, great. Thank you so much. So, well, that's it folks. So, um, Brendan, I want to thank you one last time, uh, big time for coming on my podcast and, uh, quite honestly, if you know any of your other fellow students that you think would be a good fit for my podcast, I'd love to get them lined up. So yeah. that might that might be something I ask you to think about. 
Um, but you got any last things you want to say? Um, I, I don't, I, I, I want to thank you so much for having me. And it, it truly, I, you know, when, when Miriam kind of connected us, I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds so fun. Um, and I, you know, I, I love meeting people who are as passionate about theater as I am, because in a small town, like being where I was, everybody was like, they know, nobody got it. And so, especially going to college, but also meeting people, you know, it's so fun to be like, oh yeah, you like it as much as I do. And like, we're going to do it professionally. And I, I just, it's so reassuring that like, it's like, oh, I can do this. So I just want to thank you as well so much. Oh, anytime. And, and, you know, I always try to see on my podcast that, you know, my musician friends, my artist friends, and my theater friends all kind of have the same DNA. We all understand the passion. We understand what a 50 hour or a 60 hour work week is, you know? So we, I, I well, and I've said mil, a million times, Brendan. We're all from that kind of island of misfits. Most people don't get us unless we're on that island. Mm -hmm. You know. So thank you so much. So, uh, folks, I'm going to shut this podcast down. Um, I'm going to leave my email in the comments below, and if you want to reach out to me, you can. And I really appreciate all of you uh, listening. And uh, do me one favor: support the arts. Go see a show unplug your cable tv just take a wire snips and cut it and then go to the uh theater and support the art support all that we love thanks absolutely. everybody for listening and no go ahead brendan no absolutely i um i 1000 percent agree I, I think that if so many people would just go see a show we could you know it, it helps so much and one thing about theater is it's a place to go and decompress and be around people and just enjoy the atmosphere and uh, that's what I hope my listeners uh, will, will get out of the reason I'm doing these. And please, please, please go see a show. So thanks, Brendan. Thank you so much. Yep. And thanks for everybody listening. Have a great night. Good night. Bye-bye.